Hello friends, and welcome back to the wonderful world of mixology, the podcast where we discuss and analyse mono and stereo mixes of classic albums from the 60s, and today we're going to be taking a very special Christmas seasonal look at the Beach Boys Christmas album. Originally released on November the 9th, 1964, this album includes the smash hit Little Saint Nick, released the year before in 1963, as well as a number of other great Beach Boys originals and big band arrangements of some Christmas classics too. For sources today, I'm going to be using the stereo mix as found on the Ultimate Christmas CD from 1998, and the mono mix found on high res releases, as this is the only digital release of the true mono mix. There have been a number of other CD releases of this album, only one of which was True Stereo, which is the Music for Pleasure budget price reissue in the UK. However, the right channel of this features significant degradation to the tape with a very muffled sound, and all the other CD issues are a mixture of mono fold downs for the first few tracks, the single version of Little Saint Nick often inserted here, and some weird mixes or mixes of some of the later tracks. Because these aren't discrete mixes done in the studio properly, if that makes sense, I won't be looking at these today, but we will be looking at a couple of extra mixes beyond the original mono and stereo. Notably, the original mono single version of Little Saint Nick, three discrete remixes of Little Saint Nick and one little bonus one, and a few different mixes of the stereo version of Old Lang Syne, as well as B-side The Lord's Prayer. But let's start right at the beginning, shall we? And that is, of course, with the classic Little Saint Nick. We'll start by comparing the album versions before we get into the single version and the remixes. And the album version of this track does have the percussion stripped away that was recorded on the single version to try and give it a bit more of a rock and roll feel in line with the first side of the album. In stereo, the vocals are notably louder when compared with the mono. So what I'm gonna do is start you on the very well-balanced LP mono mix and then move to the stereo where I feel the vocals dominate far too much and drown out the backing track, making it feel a little less punchy, shall we say. So, mono into stereo. To stereo. And a real famous cat all dressed up in red. And he spends the whole year working out in his sled. It's the rest of the track is pretty similar throughout, but at the fade, we get a significantly longer fade in stereo. However, this does come with a few interesting little bonuses. Mono fades pretty naturally, and the vocals and the backing track fade out in a similar fashion. In stereo, it's almost as if the backing track fades before the vocal does, leaving the very tail end slightly a cappella, not unusual for Beach Boys stereo mixes of this time, such as Fun 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 and many others. What I'll do is I'll start with the mono, let that fade, and then I'll transfer to the stereo at the key moment and you can pay attention to what's left on that version. Stereo. Merry 
With that out of the way, let's move over to the single version, which was only released in true mono in the 60s. And the most notable difference, as pointed out, are the overdubs, which include a Celeste played by Mario Wilson, some sleigh bells, and just other general jingly bits such as a glockenspiel and other wonderful things. This gives the track much more of a Christmassy feel, and while I understand what was being done for the album version by Brian, it does sorely lack this. Here's the start of the track on the LP version, and then in the single version. We'll be comparing both mono mixes for the purpose of this. And again, in the single. The single version is also mixed differently throughout Beyond Justice track in the mono mix anyway, where the vocal seems to be balanced a little bit differently at points. Here's a slight key moment of that for you, just so you can feel how it fluctuates a little differently over this line. And again, in the single. Beyond this, the most notable difference is that on the single version, Mike Love's lead vocal is triple tracked, whereas on the album version, it's only double tracked. This was because when the vocals were bounced down to allow for the percussion and other bits overdub for the single version, Mike recorded a third vocal directly on the mix down, which has obviously been lost in trying to make the vocal track stereo. Here's an example that I think really accentuates this and that's where Mike does the little you don't miss no one vocal break and then the line coming in afterwards. I'll play you the album mono mix first and then the single mono mix where Mike seems to have this additional growl in his vocal and then the line afterwards is absolutely great in the single version with a little bit of an extra kick. Here's the album version first and then the single version. You don't miss no one. And again in the single version. You don't miss no one. We once again, quite obviously, have a nice little fade difference here, and that is that it's slightly longer than the mono LP version, but shorter than the stereo mix. For the purpose of this, I'll just compare the two mono mixes for you, starting with the album one obviously, and moving to the single. single. Now that we've covered all the original 60s mixes of Little Saint Nick, let's quickly go over the remixes of the single version that have come out over the years, but only quickly as we don't need to dwell on these too much. The first stereo mix of the single version was issued in 1991 on a various artists compilation and this included a much louder overdub track for the Celeste and the Jingles, etc. And the vocals were panned, kind of like the original stereo mix, but they have a level of distortion to them as well. I'm assuming due to some tape damage along the way, likely. 
The fade also starts at the same point as the original single version, but ends at the same point as the original stereo, but instead of ending slightly a cappella, it fades naturally throughout. This mix was then also reissued in 1993 on a Beach Boys compilation, but this time the channels had been inverted, but nothing else had been changed, as if you put these two mixes out of phase with each other, they completely cancel out, as you'd expect from a exact same mix if you like. Just to give you a bit of a demonstration, here's the opening bars of this mix compared with the original single version. Starting with the single and then going for the remix. And again in the remix, and I'm going to let it run into the vocals so you can hear how overloaded they sound. Now we move into the 1998 stereo remix of the single version next, issued on the Ultimate Christmas CD, and this has a more interesting stereo mix with the main backing track panned off to the right and the jingle sounds over to the left. The vocals are then mixed in mono, but this does include the triple tracked mic vocal, which is absent in all other remixes, including the 1991 one I just covered. Here's the bridge of that track in the remix, so you can have a listen to how the backing track is panned wide and how Mike has that little growl vocal in the little you don't miss no one bit. Here you go. No one and falling through the snow at a frightening speed with a half a dozen deer with the Rudy to lead. He's got a This mix is also interesting as the fade is by far the longest of all the mixes. What I'll do for this one is play you the fade from the 1991 remix, as this is the longest and cleanest we've had so far and then crossfade it into the end of the fade for this mix so you can really get a feel for anything that's added including a nice few ad-libs by Brian at the end as he changes the vocal melody ever so slightly. In 2008, for the US Singles Collection box set, the track once again got a remix, this time by Mark Lynette, as the previous one was by the earlier team taking care of the Beach Boys catalogue in the late 90s. This one is not dissimilar to the first remix where the backing track is in mono along with the percussion and jingly bell overdub and the vocals are in wide stereo but again distorted sounding and lacking the triple tracked mic. Interestingly the percussion overdub is also slightly lower in the mix this time and the backing track appears to be EQ'd for a bit more beef if you like. 
Here's that bridge section again, so you can hear the percussion where it's slower in the mix, the panned vocals, so the lack of triple tracked mic and the slightly re-cued backing track. here we don't need to compare the fade as it matches the LP stereo perfectly except for obviously the acapella ending. With this in mind this gives us a nice chronology of fades for the track, the shortest being the original mono LP followed closely by the single version then the stereo LP version which matches closely with the 91 remix and the 2008 remix and then is pipped to the fence by the 1998 remix with the longest fade by far. But I think that's enough Little Saint Nick by now because we've got another 11 tracks on this album and one little bonus track to look at. So let's move on to the 1964 single for the album, The Man With All The Toys, mercifully mixed once into mono and once into stereo. Now the drums are notably more standout in mono, but the backing track in general is mixed louder, which is consistent across basically all the tracks on the album and certainly all the band originals. Here's the verse of the track in stereo, and then I'll move to the mono with the punchier drums. Someone found a lighted house late one night. Mono. And he saw through the wind. Now here's a slightly weird one. The fade out ends slightly earlier in stereo, but there's a slight weird mixing variation going on just at the tail end of the fade. Now I'll play you this in mono first, where everything seems to fade pretty naturally and sensibly, with the vocals maintaining the same amount of vocal reverb applied to them, and their balance to the backing track remaining the same. Now that you've heard that, I'm going to play it again in stereo. For this track, as you may have noticed earlier, the backing track is panned wide with the vocals in mono. And weirdly, the vocals start out mostly dry, but by the time the fade gets to its end, they've had a heavy application of reverb, and the beginning of the line almost appears to be missing, as it's almost like you're only getting the reverb impulse as opposed to the dry vocal track itself. Here is that fade in stereo, and remember to compare it to the mono you just heard. Moving on to track three, Santa's Beard. We once again get the louder backing track in mono, and Mike stands out far more in stereo in the balance of the vocals. Here's the verse in mono, and then we'll move to the stereo where Mike not only dominates the track over the backing track, but also the backing vocals. I took my brother to the department store. He wanted to show Santa his Christmas list. 
hysteria. He stood in line and he shook like a leaf. He's only five and a half going on six. Post the solo in the track, the vocals are weirdly mixed lower in the mix in mono compared to the first half of the track. Here is that section in stereo where the vocals will match the stereo clip you've just heard. And then I'll move into the mono where the vocals are notably buried in the track compared to earlier. And finally, we get a nice longer fade in stereo. Let's start with the mono and move to the stereo at the key moment. Stereo. Moving on to track four, and probably my favorite on the album, the originals, Merry Christmas Baby, has a louder backing track once again in mono. Interestingly as well, Mike's vocal is double tracked in both mixes, but in stereo, they appear to be evenly balanced. And if you fold the track down, you get the classic amount of double tracked phasing. In mono, it's almost as if one track is much louder than the other, as there's a soft double track phasing going on, but it's nowhere near as dominant as it is in stereo, and at points, it seems completely absent. Notably on the line, maybe she don't love me. Here it is in stereo first, and then I'll move around again in mono to give you the emphasis of that line on the mix difference, and also pay attention to the backing track balance. Again, in mono. Here's a really weird one. The mono ends a country mile earlier than the stereo by 27 seconds. As the solo is ending, it starts to fade in the mono and at the tail of the fade, you get the start of another verse. In stereo, this verse completes and moves to another chorus once again where the backing track starts to fade. What I'll do is start at the solo in mono and as the track fades, I will then move to the stereo and play it to the end for you just so you can hear exactly how much bonus you get in stereo, although the mono is a punchier and tighter mix. Interestingly, the Christmas album is where Al Jardine gets his very first lead vocal on an entire song, and it's on a lovely little track called Christmas Day. In this mix, the backing vocals are louder in stereo compared with the mono, which is a slight rogue difference, I suppose. Here it is in mono first, and then we'll move to the stereo where the backing vocals will suddenly leap out at you. Everybody helps to make 
stereo. The houses turn on their Christmas lights at night. The fade on this track has a similar difference to the one in The Man with All the Toys where it ends with a slight reverb build-up on the vocal, which is very unusual. The mono gets some extra reverb and a longer fade, but the stereo gets far more. What I'll do for the purpose of this is play the mono first so you can get a feel for that light dusting of reverb and where it ends, and then I'll play it again in stereo so you can feel that slightly longer fade, but the extra reverb out gets applied to his vocal. It's worth the wait. And again in stereo. It's worth the wait the whole year through just to make happy someone like you. And I'll never outgrow the through of Christmas Day. It's worth the wait the whole year through just to Side one of the album starts the big band arrangements, arranged by Dick Reynolds, and it's the great arrangement of Frosty the Snowman. These mixes are pretty similar for the most part, but here the vocals are more upfront and reverb heavy in stereo, whereas in mono the mix feels a bit more balanced and the vocals also feel a bit drier. I'll start with the more balanced and drier mono and move to the slightly wetter and slightly more vocal dominant stereo. He was made of snow like the children know how he came to life one day. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Stereo. For when they placed it on his head he began to dance around. Side two of the album opens with by far the longest track here and the slowest, We Three Kings of Oriental, a wonderful harmony demonstration for the group. And while it's a little bit of a drag at points, I do feel the harmonies really show off what the group can do and make it a standout track if you give it some time. The mono is less dynamically variable than the stereo, being more of a constant volume throughout. This is hard to demonstrate really, but you'll just have to take it from me and give it an overall listen for that one. But the final chorus is where things start to get a bit weird. In stereo, the strings are softer than in mono at this point, almost giving the mono a bit more of a build up musically at this point, although in stereo, the dynamics do gain far more here. Let me play you that in stereo first, and then again in mono with the louder strings. Star of wonder, star of mind, star with royal beauty bright. In mono. Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to the perfect love. 
transition into the outro of the track, a little wordless a cappella section, reflects the previous point with the strings carrying over slightly more in the mono mix due to their volume, but the vocal is mixed differently as well, as it starts at full volume in fades in stereo, whereas the mono is a constant volume dropping straight away. The mono is also drier at this point. Here it is in stereo first with less strings and starting at one volume and then fading throughout and then again in mono where the vocals are mixed much lower compared to the main track coming off the louder strings of course and the vocals will also be drier. Here's the stereo first and then again in mono. Again in mono. A near imperceivable difference on the next track, Blue Christmas, is right at the beginning, where the intro has a slightly longer fade up in stereo. One probably couldn't hear this if they were just listening casually or even carefully, but when you compare the mixes side by side, you get a split more of that opening fade up if you like. I'm not going to compare because it's almost impossible to do so without flipping yourself, back and forth, but keep that in mind if you're taking a listen to either mix. However, the horn dynamic on this track is far wider in stereo. Here it is in mono first, and then I'll play it again in stereo where it really peaks at a much louder volume compared to the rest of the track. And then again in stereo. Throughout the track, the tonality of the echo on Brian's voice is different, with it feeling a little more naked in stereo, but a bit warmer and more echoey in mono. There's not more in either mix, but the way it's been implemented definitely sounds different. I'll start with the darker mono and move to the slightly more naked and brighter sounding stereo. Stereo. On a green Christmas tree, mean a An interesting one, just due to the balance of the mix, is that the break in the middle feels more dramatic in mono than in stereo. Nothing's really perceivably different, it's just the split and the fold of the mono really do make quite a stark difference. 
We'll start with the softer stereo and move to the more bombastic sounding mono. Into mono. And finally, the outro of the track feels harder in mono, almost like it's just hitting you there, whereas the stereo feels more climactic and a little bit more of a build to it. What I'll do is I'll play you the more stilted mono first and then the bigger sounding stereo afterwards. And again in stereo. But have a blue, blue Our next two tracks are pretty close between their two mixes, starting with Santa Claus is Coming to Town, where the mono backing track feels a little bit more cohesively mixed compared with the stereo, but it's pretty either or on either mix. Just so you can compare, I'll start with the mono and move to the stereo. He's making a list, he's checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or not Into stereo Santa Claus is coming to town He sees you when you're sleeping He knows if you're On a similar note, White Christmas matches my comments from before, but this time the stereo feels more open and natural as opposed to a more cohesive mix in mono. I'll start with the mono and move to the more open and natural sounding stereo. Christmas is pretty close between the two mixes, but the aisles, which are obviously held in the vocal passages, are louder in stereo, clearly with more compression being used on the track in mono. Here's one of those in mono first, and again stereo, where Brian's vocal becomes a bit more naked at this point. And again in stereo. I'll be home for Christmas. If 
And once again, like Blue Christmas, the break feels more dramatic in mono. Here it is in stereo first and then the punchier mono. And at this point, we come to the end of the album, with track 12 clearly being inspired by the closing track on Phil Spector's Christmas album, where Denny comes along and thanks the listeners for listening to the album. He stumbles a bit and makes the amusing comment of, if you happen to be listening to this album right now, because if you're listening to him say that, then obviously you are. But that's besides the point on mixology. Between the two mixes, Dennis sits a bit differently. They're pretty close, obviously stereo vocals in stereo, but I can't really point out exactly how he sits differently in the mix, but for the purpose of this, I'm just gonna AB the two for you. It could be the EQ and mastering of these different releases, but I feel it is down to the mix. Here's the mono first, and then gracefully moving to the stereo. Hi. This is Denny, and speaking for the rest of the guys, I'd like to say that it has been a great pleasure for all of us to bring you this Christmas album. We hope you will treasure it the way we do. And if you have, happen to be listening to this album right now, Into stereo. Mike, Brian, Carl, Al, and I would like to wish every one of you a very Merry Christmas, and we hope the new year brings you as much happiness as this year has brought us. Thank you very much. This track has also had a couple of remixes and different releases through the years as obviously there's a wonderful acapella rendition of Old Lang Syne going on under Dennis's narration if you like. This was first released sans Dennis's narration on the 80s compilation Rarities where it was mixed in mono but has a little bit more reverb than the original mono mix. Here's a section of that from the original mono mix, and then I will play the next section in the rarities mono, just so you can feel the slight difference in the reverb dusting. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Rarities mono. Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old anxiety. Once we get to 1998 on the Ultimate Christmas CD, this finally gets remixed into stereo and a little extra session intro at the beginning with some chatter. The vocals are a little off balance between the channels compared with the original stereo, but this could be due to a more natural balance of the takes as originally sung, I was going to say played, but they were sung. It's also panned a bit more narrowly. It could be my ears playing up on me here, but I feel the original is fully left and right, whereas this one is about left 90 and right 90 or somewhere in that field. Here's a beginning of that section from the original stereo, and we'll move into a bit from this remix. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Remix. Should old 
acquaintance be forgot and days of old and then a very rogue stereo mix of this was released on the Christmas Harmonies compilation in 2009 as mixed by Mark Lynette. The stereo is incredibly wide, like the original, but this time it's drowning in reverb compared to any of the other mixes. You've heard this track enough times now to know how it sounds, but here's a section of this mix. Uh, just listen to the reverb, you'll hear the difference instantly. Should old acquaintance be forgot and ever brought to And of course, we couldn't look at this album without looking at the original B-side to Little Saint Nick, an a cappella rendition of The Lord's Prayer. It's had one mono mix and one stereo mix, it makes this a cappella look very quick and easy. The stereo is simply a hair wetter and fades in a slightly weird way compared to the mono. Here is a section of the mono first, and then we'll move that to the stereo before we look at the fades. Stereo. And now for the fades, the mono has a natural finish as an acapella track should, but the stereo seems to fade just on the last note. Here is the mono first and then the stereo with that slight fade. And again in stereo. With that, we've covered the 1964 Christmas album by the Beach Boys, just in time for Christmas. I hope you enjoyed this little look. It was suggested originally by Sail On host Wyatt, who obviously has played a big part in helping me with this show more as a friend than actually physically helping because he has enough on his plate already but I've also got to thank Will and John who both have helped Wyatt greatly on the Salem podcast especially John who went over my notes for this just to pick out any strange things and we went through the odd CD mixes of this album together to really pick out some of those fold downs and odd differences there was a strange one with the fade of merry christmas baby where the fold down version seemed to have a longer instrumental track than the original stereo mix folded down but we put this up to a strange anomaly shall we say the rest of the track matches a fold of the original stereo absolutely perfectly so i figured there wasn't really a need to show that in this episode Outside of that, I want to wish all my listeners a very Merry Christmas or a Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate and wherever you are in the world. 
Remember, you can get in touch with the show at backtomonoradio at gmail.com. And speaking of Back to Mono, next week, check out my Back to Mono podcast for a nice little mono Christmas special. I've managed to accumulate a couple of nice little mono mix records from the period, many of which have not been issued since their original release, only keeping to the stereo versions, as mono isn't really demanded for the Christmas time of year unlike the rest of music shall we say but all that's left to say is thank you very very much for listening and whoever you are and wherever you are have a great great day and a wonderful wonderful holiday Yeah.